Hi, I'm Owen from Bite Size Irish Gaelic. Welcome to episode 39, Iver a Truchane of the Bite Size Irish Gaelic podcast. Even if you're alone learning to speak Irish outside of Ireland, don't despair. Rest assured that there are thousands like you across the globe, all interested in tapping into Ireland's native culture. And for all about this podcast, go to www.bitesizeirishgaelic.com forward slash podcast. We had excellent fun on St. Patrick's Day this year, which uh, is just a couple of weeks ago when I'm recording this. We went into the parade in Limerick City. And what they've tried to do is try to speed up the parade, get everything moving a bit uh, faster and free-flowing. But it still goes on for a couple of hours. We had basically the first bits of nice warm sunshine of the year. So that was fantastic. The town was buzzing and we went out for a pint and to catch um, a bite of food in the local pub in the Lock Bar. Really nice spot in Limerick if you're ever uh, passing through. They usually have live music at night and they had live music during the day too. So there was a real buzz around the city. At the same day, we declared at Bite Size Irish Gaelic that that was a start practicing Irish Gaelic day 2015, and it was fantastic. It got people uh, using bits of Irish, bits of Irish Gaelic during St Patrick's Day, and hopefully it was the beginning of something new rather than just a once-off. And on that note, I'm going to do a shout out for our newest members of Bite Size Irish Gaelic. What we have, if you don't know, it's an online program of more than 150 bite-sized lessons so you can learn to speak Irish Gaelic in easy bite-sized portions all in your own time. So since the last recording we did, I'd like to uh, welcome Thomas in. Now, is this Pokeepsy? I don't know. I've never heard. I'm sorry, Thomas, if I'm really butchering the name of your town or your city. And that's in New York. Uh, Patrick in Londonderry in New Hampshire. Uh, welcome to Jennifer uh, in North Carolina. Kimberly in uh, Wheatland, Missouri. Rebecca in the UK. Uh, Searsha in Washington. George in Garden City, Michigan. And Ola in Missouri, uh, also in the US. So welcome to all our new members at Bite Size Irish Gaelic. I hope you're all really digging in and getting to take just one lesson of bite-sized Irish Gaelic a day rather than gorging. Don't try to stress yourself and take like an hour's worth of learning on a Sunday or something. That's just not worth it. Instead, just break it down into easy bite-sized lessons. I think I'll take I'll keep this episode uh, short and sweet. Uh, I wanted to cover three bold predictions for the Irish language and I don't know uh, there's a there's always some kind of like touchiness around around the Irish language so some of these predictions might rub people up the wrong way but let's see so number one my first prediction is uh, this is interesting the Connemara dialect uh, will dominate in the long run and I say that because of TG Cahar the television, it's a, the TV station uh, based in Connemara, uh, out past Galway. And it's our national Irish language TV station. And 
The reason I think that the Connemara dialect will kind of dominate nationally, there, there'll still be local dialects for sure, where the Gaeltacht regions survive. But the Connemara dialect, it just comes from the TV station is based out around Spid- on Spidale, uh, out past Galway. And just the very fact that there's a centre, there's a building there that people go to work every day. It's the people who choose what programming is done. It's uh, the very fact that a lot of the TV shows are created by people around Connemara. Now, there's also Irish language TV shows that come from around the north of Ireland and down south around Munster. But, you know, there's some kind of uh, movement or energy where the TV station is based. And just for that, that very fact, their local accent gets more exposure uh, than other accents or dialects. Now, a bit more historically, uh, they tried and, and they really did standardise uh, at least the written Irish language a few decades ago. And it was the Munster dialect, so that's around the southern part of Ireland, that really seemed to win. I don't know the politics behind it. I don't know why. But uh, they always said that the written standard. The Kaidan. Was uh, closest to the Munster dialect. So I wonder. Uh, there's a bit of toing and froing. If Munster dialect. Uh, historically. Uh, had the favour. Uh, I wonder what will happen now. With the Connemara dialect whether it will win over new learners. And that's interesting for us at Bite Size Irish Gaelic because my local accent is more of a Munster dialect, more of a Munster accent than anything. So I'm voting against my own dialect or my own leanings right now, but that doesn't mean that uh, people won't continue to speak their local languages, sorry, their local dialects. For example, in up in Northern Ireland, uh, over in Belfast, and there's a strong Irish language uh, community there. Their accent, to my ears, because it's just a, a, a differentiation, there's a difference there. Their accent is very strong. And they'll argue, of course, that their accent won't lose out, their dialect won't lose out to the Connemara dialect. And that's, I, I agree, uh, different accents will continue. All right, three bold predictions, and this is the second. And... I'll stay on accents. The accent will change, uh, veering towards the English language. I think this is already happening, and it's it's really uh, part of my own accent as well. Uh, the Irish language my, was my first language, but I didn't grow up to native Irish-speaking parents, and I didn't uh, grow up in a, in a community where the Irish language was spoken as the everyday language. So my accent is quite dominated or how would I say it? A lot of my accent does lean towards the English English language. Now, a lot of people who are learning to speak Irish inside of Ireland, uh, they're within the school system. And a lot of their teachers are certainly not native Irish speakers. So they're basically native English language speakers. And all these students, all these people, all these learners, even if they're quite advanced learners, uh, use accents that would be typically really like an English language speaker speaking in the Irish language. So they've lost some of those sounds and intonations that a real that a person that came from the Gaeltacht region 
and where they grew up around people who were also speaking that local accent that they speak. And uh, my third bold prediction, it, it kind of all interweaves together, but I think the language will drastically simplify. And again, I think this is already happening. And it, in a way, it has already happened. There's parallels. There are people who live in the Gaeltacht regions. They've grown up with Irish all their lives. They've spoken it. Uh, they, they don't have to study grammar to speak Irish with their local grammatical uh, rules. Yet there are thousands of people, again, in Ireland and outside of Ireland, who don't have the same feeling for the grammar. Now, we talk about mutations in the Irish language. It means basically that you have this base word, but depending on its context, uh, depending on where it sits in the sentence, it can change a little bit. And the thing is, if you hear, say, a school kid in Ireland speaking Irish, they're not using any of that. Like in bite-sized Irish Gaelic, we cover the shevu, for example, and the oru. Those are a couple of the um, the mutations that you'll always come across in Irish and in written Irish. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't learn them. I'm not saying that you shouldn't study them. And by studying and learning them, these mutations, you're basically learning the closest possible Irish you can to a native Irish speaker. Yet, the community of Irish language speakers, it's so small. I mean, the last number that I mentioned was it's 30,000 people uh, speak the Irish language in their local community. Now, that's not counting in all the students at schools and their teachers and all that, but just people who speak Irish in their local community every day. For example, in the local shop, 30,000 people, that's nothing. And under the the influence of the English language, where they don't have a word to use, they don't have a new word for a new concept, they'll just throw in the English language word instead. And with with a, a big influence of basically non-native speakers, so people who were speaking Irish and it wasn't their first language that they learned. All of those people, like, I don't want to uh, oversimplify, but I have to in an argument like this almost. A lot of people will study a lot and they'll go to a great deal to study uh, the innards of the language and they've gone to university and studied it and they'll use the proper uh, mutations. Yet, a majority of people, I would argue, who have learned to speak the Irish language, they haven't fully grasped Uh, the grammatical concepts they don't have a concept for all the cases and the mutations and I just feel that as time rolls on because the community is so small of native Irish speakers that sure they can continue uh, the, the intricacies of the language but over time I think we'll we'll see maybe more acceptance of this dying out of some of the mutations and intricacies of the language. I'll argue that it's basically already happened, you know. In the Gwentacht communities, it's certainly a rich spoken language still, but they're outnumbered. There's more people than them uh, who have learned to speak the Irish language and they don't speak with those like word mutations that people have uh, back in the Gwentacht. So those are my three predictions. I do welcome uh, your feedback. What what are your thoughts on these predictions? 
Um, depending on who you are and what your background is, maybe you're just interested, maybe you're surprised, or maybe I've ticked you off. And especially if I've ticked you off, you should come to our show notes uh, at the podcast. So that's www.bitesizeirishgaelic.com forward slash podcast and just click on to episode 39. And the comment box is open for a couple of weeks after this episode is published. And it's your chance to chime in what your opinion is on these topics. So just to finish up, uh, just before we finish up, I welcomed our new members, the Bite Size Irish Gaelic, uh, just at the beginning of the show. And if you want to try to join them, we have a free trial of the Bite Size Irish Gaelic program with 150 plus lessons online that you can take in your own time. And the free trial, there's no obligation, there's no credit card. You just throw in your name and your email address and away you go. So all you have to do, if you if you have never tried, is go to www.bitesizeirishgaelic.com and click to enter the free trial and you'll get immediate access to our online program to try it out. Now, if you're loving the show, the best you can do is go to iTunes and leave a written <coughs> five-star review for the Bite Size Irish Gaelic uh, podcast. You can send in listener questions and we love hearing from you. All you have to do is email info at bitesizeirishgaelic.com. Thanks to Tukumo for their music, which you hear on this episode under a Creative Commons license. Until the next episode, Slán go Bye for now. <laughs>